But look at Luke chapter 10. Look at Luke chapter 10, verse 38. Verse 38. Now it came to pass, as they went, they entered into a certain village, and a certain woman named Martha received him into her house. Now the first lady we're going to look at this morning is Martha. We're going to look at two sisters. One's name was Martha. And she's the one that received Jesus into her house. He, she invited Jesus Christ, come into my house. So we're going we're gonna, to, in top, say Martha's saved. I believe that Martha's saved. I believe that Martha, knew, of course, Martha knew Jesus Christ. I believe Martha trusted in Jesus Christ. I believe Martha's saved. But Martha's a certain type of Christian. And that's what we're going to look at this morning. And her sister Mary, look at verse 39. And she had a sister called Mary. And her sister Mary, so we're going to look at Martha and we're going to look at Mary this morning. And we're going to look at the choices they've made in serving the Lord Jesus Christ, the choices they've made in their relationship with Jesus Christ, and what, how they're going to relate to Jesus Christ. And she had, verse 39, And she had a sister called Mary, which also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his words. But Martha was cumbered about much serving and came, and, came to him and said, Lord, Dost thou not care that my sister hath left me to serve alone? Bid her, therefore, that she help me. And Jesus answered and said unto her, Martha, Martha, thou art, thou art careful and troubled about many things, but one thing is needful, and Mary hath chosen that good part, which shall not be taken away from her. Amen. There's two choices made there. And I want to focus on the two choices of these sisters and uh, which one was of the better choice? Going back up to verse 39. 39. And she had a sister called Mary, which also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. Now, in verse 38, it says that Martha received him into her house. In verse 40, it says, but Martha was cumbered about much serving. Now, Martha, verse 40, it says, but Martha was cumbered about much serving. Much serving. Martha was on her feet serving serving, and while she's serving, she's telling Jesus what to do. Notice, Martha was cumbered on at much, about much serving and came to him and said, Lord, dost thou not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Bid her, therefore, that she help me. <laughs> she's telling Jesus what to do. This woman has made a choice while she's serving Jesus on her feet that she's going to tell Jesus what to do and how to do it. Can you imagine? That's to me like a little child telling their parent what to do. Amen. I know we live in a society where that happens on a daily basis, where the kids tell the parents how things are going to be, what we're going to eat, what we're not going to eat, where we're going to go, where we're not going to go, what we're going to watch on TV, what we're not going to watch on TV. Uh, I like this, I don't like that. I mean, we live in that generation where the kid raises themselves through their parents. But I'm going to tell you something right now. That don't work with God. That doesn't go very far with God to tell God what he needs to do. <laughs> it don't work very well. And you're going to see it don't work well with Jesus Christ. Because the very next words out of Jesus Christ's mouth is, Okay, Martha, I'm going to do just what you want. I'm going to make you happy, Martha. No, the first thing that Jesus Christ says to Martha is, Martha, Martha. When the Lord starts using your name, and then uses it twice, that's not good. <laughs> little sister's in here, and she, my little sister knows this. Whenever my mom would say, Keegan Vaughn, put that middle name on there, that's not a good thing. 
When I, would, when I would do something really good in baseball or something, my mom would see me do something. We never had, I never did anything good in school. <laughs> it was always sports related. But if I did something good in sports, I never heard her yell like, way to go, Keegan Vaughn. She'd just say, way to go, Keegan. But when you start seeing that Martha, Martha, Jesus Christ is scolding her. Jesus Christ is getting her attention. And she's chose to serve Jesus Christ on her feet. And during that serving on Jesus Christ, on her feet, on her feet, it's about moving, it's about doing something for her. On her feet, when she's serving Jesus Christ, she's brought, brought, it brings her to the point where she's trying to tell Jesus what to do. And Jesus Christ straightens her out and says, Now, Martha, Martha, thou art careful and troubled about many things. When you make the choice to serve Jesus Christ on your feet, you're going to tend to be troubled and be full of care about many things. Because you're doing them yourself. You're taking on the responsibility of yourself. You're taking on the responsibility that I'm in charge of this and I need to fix this and I need to fix that and I need to make sure this, this is solved and I need to make sure that problem is solved. And you forget that let Jesus handle it. Amen. Cast it at the feet of Jesus. And the society we live in, the world we live in, they're doing a real good job, the media. And sometimes our government's doing a really good job of putting a lot of responsibility on you guys. Like, y'all have a responsibility to keep six foot from each other. You, bear, you dare not better gather together. You evil, wicked people better not gather together. You better keep your social distance. That's a new word the government's given us. Social distance. When I went to some stores Saturday that actually were open, they had these little markers in these spots where you had, you know, you stay here and I had little signs. Don't move from here, stay here, you know. And I felt like doing a little goose step, you know. When I went up to the counter, I went into one store and they had boxes lined up so you could, you had to stay so far from the counter, you know. And I took, felt like taking my debit card, just throwing it at them. Like, here, take that. Instead of paying for it, just throw the money at them, you know. Because I can't reach over that. I can't reach over all these boxes. Social distancing. They're wanting you to be afraid. They want you to be responsible. And we need to put it all in the hands of Jesus. Amen. Put it at the feet of Jesus. Amen. Put it at the feet of Jesus. It makes you careful. It makes you troubled about many, many things. Some of us get so busy. And I'm, I, I, this is really pre, is, I'm actually saying this and preaching this at preachers. But it, we can be this, this way about Christ, with Christianity, with the way our Christian walk. We can get so busy serving the Lord. Doing the things we're supposed to do, going to church, reading our Bible, making sure we pray, trying to live a holy life, trying to live a clean life. We, we, we forget the thing that's most needful. We forget the thing that's most needful. Look at verse 42, Jesus Christ tells Martha, but one thing is needful. And Mary had chosen that good part. We get so busy serving the church working in the church, doing things for, the, for, uh, for ourselves, trying to make ourselves holy and clean, that we forget the most needful part. And the most needful part is not to forget that the most important part is we're supposed to be in love with Jesus. Amen. Jesus scolded the church in Revelation, and he scolded them and said, you've left your first love. Amen. That's where marriages fall apart. Marriages fall apart where one of the partners in the marriage, maybe both of them at the same time, they forget that the most needful thing is to take care of each other. Is to stop and to take care of some things. And not to forget about the most important things, which is a relationship. 
The communication. It's not the serving, it's not the doing, it's the relationship. And Martha's trying to have a relationship with Jesus Christ by serving. On her feet, working. And now she's starting to get uh, downtrodden. She's starting to get bitter. She's starting to kind of turn on her, on her own sister. Do something about her, Jesus. Look how she's acting. How was Mary acting? Well, Mary had chose the better part, the good part, Jesus Christ said, by doing what? Look at verse 39. And she had a sister called Mary, which also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. Amen. The most needful part for a Christian is hearing the word of God. So Mary had chose to be at the feet of Jesus, learning. 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 See, Martha's worried about, well, does this person have enough to drink? Does this person have enough to eat? I need to make sure this is cleaned off, make sure this is ready. Make sure. And Mary said, no, the most important thing is for me to be at the feet of this man and to hear what he has to say. Not stand over him. Not sit with him. Be at his feet. Amen. At his feet. That's a humbleness. That's, I'm not going to get up and move. I'm not going to give my attention to this or give my attention to that. My sole attention is at the feet of Jesus, listening to what he has to say. Amen. We get so caught up in living our lives. The world got us busy, busy, and it's one thing or another. Our phones keep us busy. Our phones keep our attention. Our, our family keeps all this stuff, and we need to simply slow down and say, you know, have I been at the feet of Jesus today? Amen. Or have I been like Martha, chosen the worst part? Which is serving. Serving is the worst part about Christianity. For me it is. Being at the feet of Jesus is the best part. Jesus says it is. But one thing is needful. And Mary had chosen that good part. That's the good part. Is being at the feet of Jesus. The worst part is serving for Jesus. Why is that the worst part? Because when you serve for Jesus Christ, most people really don't care. They're not thankful. You know what the hardest thing about being a pastor and helping people out is how many times we help people out and they don't even say thank you. They don't have an ad, they have an attitude of well you did, I needed it and uh, you should have helped me. Amen. You should have helped me. I had a guy riding with me and uh, gets in the truck. I have some food. We all have to bring our we, you know we can't do nothing now. We have to bring our own snacks. We can't stop at a store. So I have a, I have a snack and everything. And he gets in the truck and he, he and I'm I'm snacking. He goes give me one of those. <laughs> Not will you give me? Would you please give me? Give me one of those. So I hand him one of those, and I hand him one of those, and when I hand him one, what I'm eating, which is like a little snack thing, I hand him one of that, and I said, I feel, like I'm, I feel like I'm taking care of one of my kids. He didn't say thank you. He didn't say anything. He just took his story. I said, you're like one of my kids. Like, I'm, like, you, like I owe you. My kid, I owe my kid to take care of my kid, but you're not my kid. <laughs> That's the worst part of serving for Jesus. Amen. It's dealing with people. Dealing with people. That's the worst part. You know, you know, there's a lot of people that are not very likable. Amen. Amen. Yeah, there are a lot of people that I deal with that are just not very likable people. Amen. Jesus Christ is the most likable person I've ever been around. Jesus Christ, is, I love him so much and I want to be around him as much as I can. I want to sit at his feet. And that's the good part. 
And there's a choice to make. And sometimes we make the wrong choices and we do like Martha. And we get caught up into doing the choice of serving on our feet. On our feet. On our feet. Now, we're going to continue on here. Turn to John chapter 11. Look at John chapter 11. Gospel of John chapter 11. These choices are made by two different ladies. Now, sometimes a person makes a choice because of their social upbringing. You can't, make, you can't blame these choices. These two ladies made the, 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 the difference in choices. You can't blame it on their social upbringing. They're sisters. That's what makes it so wonderful. You can't say, well, one of them had bad parents, the other one had good parents. No, they had the same parents. You can't say, well, one, it was it's their environment. They had the same environment. It was, it was their economic status. There, it was their income. They were, poor. they were poor. Maybe they were, but they had the same poorness. You can't blame it. Their choices were made. Guys, you can't blame the choices you make on your environment. Or your choices are made are your choices. It's your free will. Uh, I don't remember if Gibson remembers this, but a couple of years ago they had this guy dressed up. And he, had, he came into the blanket ISD and he had, he had a pirate suit on. And his wife wore a pirate suit. And they were, he was a pirate and he was teaching the kids about anti-bullying. He was doing all that. And one of the things that that, that that pirate said, that guy dressed up like a pirate, he said, you're not a winner. You're not a winner. You know, when the, you know those teachers in that auditorium will go, why did we have this guy in? <laughs> you're not a winner. You're not a winner. But you're not a loser. He said, you're a chooser. That's profound. That's profound. You're not a winner and you're not a loser. You're a chooser. And when you realize that it, it's choices, it's choices, your choices, don't blame it on somebody else. Or Martha can't blame it on her mom and dad because Mary had the same mom and dad. They're sisters. It's your choice, Martha, to serve that way. It's Mary's choice to be at the feet of Jesus. John chapter 11. Look at verse 1, one of the most amazing chapters of the whole Bible. Now, a certain man was sick named Lazarus of Bethany, the town of Mary, and her sister Martha. There they are again. Notice Mar Mary's mentioned before Martha. It was that Mary which anointed the Lord with ointment and wiped his feet with her hair whose brother Lazarus was sick. Now that story that right there in verse 2, we're about to read that. But y'all just keep reading with me. Therefore his sisters sent unto him, saying, Lord, behold, he whom thou lovest is sick. When Jesus heard that, he said, This sickness not unto death, but for the glory of God, that the Son of God might be glorified thereby. Things come into our lives to get, for God to get the glory. Sickness comes into our lives sometimes for God to get the glory. Pain, suffering comes into our lives sometimes for God to get the glory. Death comes into people's families sometimes for God to get the glory. Amen. Amen. I've seen it. Now Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. You can't blame Jesus. He loved Martha. And he loved Mary. He loved them the same. See, he loves them. He loves her. He loves Martha. Martha can't say, well, I made the choice I did because I always felt like Jesus didn't love me as much as he loved Mary. Right there. Do you read that? He loved Martha. Verse 6. When he had heard, therefore, that he was sick, that Lazarus, he abode two days still in the same place where he was. Then after that, saith he to his disciples, let us go into Judea again. 
What Jesus is doing is waiting for Lazarus to die. That's why he's holding out. Verse 8. His disciples said to him, Master, the Jews of late sought to stone thee, and goest thou thither again? They were out to kill Jesus. Jesus answered, Are there not twelve hours in the day? If any man walk in the day, he stumbleth not, because he seeth the light of this world. But if a man walk in the night, he stumbleth, because there is no light in him. Basically he's saying, I'm not worried about it. It's daytime. I'm doing the right thing. I'm going to keep doing the right thing. Verse 11, These things said he, and after this he saith unto them, Our friend Lazarus sleepeth, but I go that I may wake him out of sleep. Then said his disciples, Lord, if he sleep, he shall do well. Howbeit Jesus spake of his death, but they, that, they, they thought he had spoken of, taken of rest and sleep. Then said Jesus unto them plainly, Lazarus is dead. See, his body's sleeping, not his soul. Soul's not sleeping. His body's sleeping, not the soul. Verse 15, And I'm glad for your sakes that I was not there. Jesus is glad that Lazarus died. Mm-mm-mm. For two days, that's a lot of suffering. Lazarus didn't say, okay, I'm ready to die. Duh. You know, and it's, he suffered for two days in pain and agony. And Jesus Christ says there, I'm glad. Now meditate on that. I'm glad for your sakes that I was not there. To the intent ye may believe, nevertheless let us go unto him. Sometimes you might be suffering through some things so other people can believe. Amen. You can lead other people to Jesus Christ. Amen. I know we don't like to hear that, but sometimes God can, can use it. Amen. God can use anything. God used the jawbone of an ass. He can use anything. Amen. He can use anything. Then said Thomas, which is called Didymus unto his fellow disciples, let us also go that we may die with him. I thought, that, remember what this guy does? Remember what Thomas does? He's doubting Thomas. At the end of the Gospels, he's like, I won't believe unless I see him. Right here, he's ready to die for him. Then when Jesus came, he found, this is verse 17, that he had lain in the grave four days already. So here comes Jesus. Now Bethany was nigh unto Jerusalem, about 15 furlongs off. That's about two miles. And many of the Jews came to Martha and Mary to comfort them concerning their brother. So they have a lot of people around. They're grieving with them. They're all crying. Look at verse 20. Here we go. Here comes our friend Martha. And Martha, as soon as she heard that Jesus was coming, went out and met him, but Mary sat still in the house. Here's what's going on. They say, Jesus is coming. Martha gets up. You've got to see what Martha's about to do. And we're about to see that. But Mary, she, says, she sits still in the house. Mary's mad. Mary's upset. Mary's heartbroken. Mary's disappointed. Mary had put her trust in Jesus Christ, and he didn't show up. But Martha, Martha is going to go out and meet Jesus. Mary is entitled, like any Christian who's mad at God because didn't, he didn't do what he, they, they wanted God to do. That's what Mary is. Has any, have any of y'all in here been like that? Amen, Brother Keegan. I have. Anybody, nobody in here has gotten mad at God because he didn't do what they wanted? Nobody wants to admit to it, I guess? Afraid God's going to send lightning through the window and get you? God knows your heart. You ever question God? 
You never question God when somebody you love died young? I have. Why? Why, Lord? Didn't get mad about it? Didn't get a little angry about it? Didn't get like Mary and said, you know what? I'm not going to go to church anymore. I'm not going to read my Bible anymore. I'm not going to pray anymore. You never been like that? Maybe you hadn't lived very long. I think that every one of us have been like that in one way or another. If we're ready, ready to admit it or not, because the Lord, that's what we live in is death. Like Mary, we live with death around us. And it's not, Mary saw her brother suffer for two days and die. And all of a sudden, here comes Jesus. Martha's going to show, Martha serving Jesus Christ on her feet. She shows up in verse 21, and Martha then said, Martha unto Jesus, Martha said unto Jesus, Lord, if thou hast been here, my brother had not died. She starts chiding Jesus. Treating him like a child. Talking down to him. Scolding him. Martha, while she's serving Jesus, is scolding Jesus Christ, full of knowledge. She's full of knowledge. Look at verse 22. But I know, Martha says, but I know that even now, whatsoever thou wilt ask of God, God will give it thee. See, Martha's on her feet serving Jesus Christ, but she's on her feet with full of knowledge. She knows it. Oh, she knows it. Jesus says in verse 23, Jesus saith unto her, Thy brother shall rise again. Martha believes that she knows better than our Christ how things should be. Amen. Lord, he shouldn't have died. If you had been here, he wouldn't have died. But I know that even now, whatsoever thou wilt ask of God, God will give it thee. Do you understand what she's saying to Jesus? If you'd have been here, he wouldn't have died. But now that you're here, you can make him alive. Now get to it. Because I know if you ask God, he'll do it. That's what she's saying. I know, I know, I know. I have all the knowledge. I have all the knowledge. Martha's on her feet, full of knowledge, telling Jesus what she knows. Jesus says in verse 23, Thy brother shall rise again. Verse 24, Martha saith unto him, I know that he shall rise again in the resurrection at the last day. <laughs> she's having a religion, she's having a biblical discussion with Jesus Christ as equals. She is trying to argue and have a discussion about the Word of God with the Word of God. Do you understand where Martha's wrong in this? Martha is on her feet. She's got up on her feet. And she's going to go talk to Jesus and chide him and tell him what she knows. And he says, he'll rise again. Look, thy brother shall rise again. Well, yeah, yeah, verse 24. I know that he'll rise again in the resurrection of the last day. Yeah, I know that's, that's far off. I know that. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. Maybe you need to sit down and learn. Instead of telling somebody what you know, why don't you stop, shut your mouth, open your ears, and listen. Mary was that way. 
Mary sat at the feet of Jesus, hearing his word at his feet. Martha was out in the other room, not listening, because she already knew. She's doing this and doing that, and maybe somebody told Martha, hey, Jesus is in there, and he's talking about some really, oh, yeah, I've already heard that before. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I know what he's talking about. Yeah, yeah, that's, everybody knows about that. Mary said, I'm going to sit right here at his feet. Martha starts talking to Jesus Christ about what she knows there in verse 24. Yeah, yeah, I know that he shall rise again in the resurrection of the last day. Jesus speaks up and says unto her, verse 25, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. And whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die. Believest thou this? You're telling me what you know, but do you believe this? Jesus Christ is right here referencing the rapture. End of verse 25. Though he were dead, yet shall he live. Those who are dead in Christ will rise again. That's 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. And whosoever liveth at the rapture and believeth in me shall never die. You're changed in the moment, a twinkling of an eye. You're took up. There's a rapture right there. And it went right over Martha's head. And Jesus Christ said, you believe this? Martha says, yeah, I know at the end. She's basically said, I know at the end God's gonna, there's a general resurrection and God's going to raise everybody up. And Jesus Christ stares her in the eyes and says, Martha, I am the resurrection. You're looking at him right here. We're not talking about, you're saying, I know you can talk to God. I am God. I am the resurrection. I am the resurrection and the life. Martha don't get it. She said unto him, Martha, say back to Jesus Christ, Yea, Lord, I believe that thou art the Christ, the Son of God, which should come into the world. That's not what he asked her. That's not what he asked her. She dodged the question. Do you believe I can do it? Do you believe I am the resurrection, the life? Do you believe that? And she dodges the question. Listen, she's got an opinion, and Jesus Christ has got an opinion. Amen? There's only one of them that count. There's only one of those opinions that count. And it's not Martha's. It's Jesus Christ. So you, when you get to when you're trying to argue with God about something, let me tell you something, you're wrong every time. What you need to do is ask God for the grace to understand it. The wisdom to understand it. Lord, give me the wisdom to understand why you're doing it that way, why you did it this way. Lord, give me the grace to bear it. And I know in the by and by, I'll understand better in the by and by. When I get to heaven, I'll understand it better. But right now, Lord, my wicked mind, I'm confused, I'm angry, I don't understand why you did it, but Lord, give me the grace to bear it and give me some wisdom. Amen. Let me see how you're working behind the scenes. Yea, Lord, I believe that thou art the Christ, the Son of God, which should come unto the world. Now look at verse 28. And when she had so said, she went away and called Mary, her sister, secretly, saying, The Master has come and calleth for Thee. Notice, Jesus Christ didn't call Martha. <laughs> he called for Mary. Amen. There's a relationship, guys. Martha came out and confronted Jesus. And Jesus told Martha, go get Mary. Go get Mary. 
So Martha comes in and she whispers into Mary's ear, Jesus wants to see you. Mary knows that Jesus is out there. Mary knows that Jesus is coming just like Martha, but Mary was mad. Mary was questioning why Jesus let her brother die. She was wondering why she, he let her brother suffer and die. And when, but when Mary hears that Jesus wants to see her, the heart of Mary brings her to Jesus. Verse 29, as soon as she heard that, as soon as she heard that, she arose quickly and came unto him. Maybe the Lord's in here this morning and he's speaking to your heart. Come on. Secretly. Amen? Your husband don't know it. Your wife don't know it. Maybe your best friend don't know it. Your, your, your mom, your dad, nobody knows it. But the Lord is speaking to your heart. It's just between you and him secretly. Come here, come over to, I, I want you to come with me. I want to talk to you about some things. And she arose and she went quickly and came unto him. I encourage you, if the Lord's speaking to your heart this morning about something, He wants you to have a closer relationship with Him, He wants you to get down at His feet, I, I encourage you to do it quickly. The quicker, the better. The quicker, the better. Now, Jesus was not yet coming to the town, but was in that place where Martha met Him. The Jews then, which were with her in the house, and comforted her, when they saw Mary, that she rose up hastily and went out, followed her, saying, She goeth unto the grave to weep there. They didn't know that Jesus was out there. They didn't know that Jesus, that she, that's where she was going. They thought she was going to the grave to weep over Lazarus. Then when Mary was come where Jesus was, verse 32, and saw him, she fell down at his feet, saying unto him, Lord, if thou hast been here, my brother had not died. Mary, at the feet of Jesus, is brokenhearted. And humble, asking for answers. Asking for answers. Mary had felt like the Lord had let her down. Have you ever felt like the Lord's let you down? I have. I felt like the Lord didn't do what I thought the Lord should have done. And I look back and I'm like, Lord, why'd you, why'd you, why'd you do that? Lord, if thou hast not been here, my brother had not died. Look at verse 33. When Jesus therefore saw her weeping, and the Jews also weeping which came with her, he groaned in the spirit and was troubled. And said, Where have you laid him? And they said unto him, Lord, come and see. Jesus wept. Shortest verse in your Bible right there, verse 35. What makes this amazing is Mary was able to touch the heart of Jesus. Look at verse 21. Go back down to verse 30, 21, please. Notice what Martha says here. Martha said, then said Martha unto Jesus, Lord, if thou hast been here, my brother had not died. Now go back to verse 32. Look what Mary says. Lord, if thou hast been here, my brother had not died. The very exact same words. They said the exact same thing. One was on her feet. The other one was at his feet. 
And when you're at the feet of Jesus, brokenhearted and humble, you'll touch him. Martha asked him, chiding him. Knowing what she says she knows. Arguing with him. Mary's asking him, brokenhearted and humble. Brothers, sisters, there's nothing wrong with questioning God. Asking God, Lord, why? Lord, why? There's nothing wrong with that. You got it wrong. There's nothing wrong with saying, Lord, I, I don't understand. Why did you do that? But you can't do it on your feet, chiding Jesus Christ. You can do it this way, or you could have done it that way, or my loved one could still be alive. And you, you can't do it that way. You, it don't, you don't touch Jesus Christ in that way. You get down on your knees at the feet of Jesus and humbly and brokenhearted ask Him, Lord, why did you do that? I don't understand why you took my loved one, Lord. Why did you do that? And you'll touch Him. Notice how he's weeping. He says, he's not only weeping, but he groaned in the spirit and was troubled. When, when, when did that happen? When Jesus therefore saw her weeping, he was touching her. She was touching him. There's a relationship that happens at the feet of Jesus. You're not going to get serving Jesus Christ. Serving Jesus Christ is what he wants you to do. The servitude, the going out, doing things for people, going out, going to church. There's things you do, but you're not going to get what you need in that relationship, the relationship you need to have. You're not going to have it if you're going to stay on your feet all the time and not get at the feet of Jesus. You'll miss out. Then said the Jews, verse 36, Behold how he loved him. I want to say the Jews are wrong. Jesus Christ is not weeping over Lazarus. Jesus Christ is weeping over Mary. See, there's relationships going on. There's a relationship Jesus has with the Jews. There's a relationship Jesus has with Martha. And there's a relationship that Jesus Christ has with Mary. And the only one that really knows Jesus Christ is Mary. Amen. The only one that can touch Jesus Christ and move Him with compassion is Mary. And she's been sitting at his feet the whole time. The Lord's called preachers. The Lord wants preachers. The Lord wants servants. The Lord wants us to do things for him. But if it's going to cause you to act like Martha when you're on your feet, you'd be better to stop, get back down on your knees, and get at the feet of Jesus. And some of them said, Could not this man which opened the eyes of the blind have caused that even this man should not have died? Jesus, therefore, again, groaning in himself, coming to the grave, it was a cave and a stone lay upon it. Jesus said, take ye away the stone. Martha, here she comes again, serving on her feet, the sister of him that was dead, saith unto him, to Jesus, Lord, by this time he stinketh, for he had been dead four days. He, she just asked him. She just said, Lord, if you had been here, he wouldn't have died. Lord, I know you could look. I know that even now, whatsoever thou will ask of God, God will give it to thee. Martha, I am the resurrection. Oh, Lord, I believe in the last days. I am the resurrection. Amen. Oh, I know, Lord. I know that, I know that you know, uh, 
that he should rise again in the resurrection to the last day. Lord, I know there's a coming a time. No, Martha, today, today, I am the resurrection. Oh, I know, I know, I know. I Head knowledge. Amen. Head knowledge. Head knowledge of Jesus Christ. Head knowledge. I know, I know, I know. It's a head knowledge. Martha, the sister of him that was dead, saith unto him, Lord, by this time he stinketh, for he hath been dead four days. Jesus saith unto her, and to Martha, said I not unto thee, that if thou wouldest believe, thou shouldest see the glory of God? Martha has the head knowledge, but not the heart knowledge. That's the difference. Martha has been serving Jesus Christ on her feet. And Mary has the heart knowledge as she sat at Jesus' feet. The difference between Martha and Mary is that Mary has the heart knowledge. Why did Martha run out there to confront Jesus? Because she thought she was equals with Jesus. She thought she was equals with Jesus Christ. She's going to go out there and she's going to chide him. She's already shown that she would tell him what to do. She's going to argue with him. She's going to get in a Bible discussion with him. Mary stayed in the house because Mary knows, hey, it's all in the hands of Jesus, and he didn't do what I wanted him to do. And it breaks my heart. Why? Because she feels like Jesus let her down. She feels like Jesus He's let her down. Nobody can let you down unless you love them. Amen. I watch TV and I see different people arrested for different things and it doesn't touch me one bit. I think, well, that's sad. They shouldn't have done that. But if somebody I love gets arrested for something, it would break my heart. Mary has a relationship, a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Mary loves Jesus Christ. And he let her down. In, his, in her mind. In her mind, he let her down. And she has a heart knowledge of Jesus Christ. And Martha only has a head knowledge, and she can't get that. She, all she needs to do is believe. She needs to change that head knowledge Head knowledge says if a body lays in the grave for certain, certain days, it's going to stink. That's science. That's called head knowledge. Faith and heart knowledge says I believe God can raise a man from the dead if he's been in the grave for 2,000 years. God can raise him up. Amen. That's the Mary knowledge. That's the heart knowledge. That's the I love Jesus Christ and I believe everything he says and he's right about everything. And sometimes I don't understand him, and it breaks my heart, but I'll get down at his feet and I'll ask him, why? Why? Then they took away the stone from the place where the dead was laid, and Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank thee that thou hast heard me. And I knew that thou hearest me always, but because of the people which stand by, I said it that they may believe that thou hast sent me. He's praying out loud so they could hear it. That's the only reason he's praying out loud. And when he thus had spoken, he cried with a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. 
Here we go. There's our Savior right there. There's going to come a day when you're going to hear his voice. Kagan, come forth. I can't wait for that day. And he that was dead came forth, bound, hand and foot with grave clothes, and his face was bound about with a napkin. Jesus said unto them, Loose him and let him go. He's alive. He's alive. He's alive. Martha didn't believe it, but Jesus Christ proved it. Martha said in her heart, and we don't know what she said out loud, but we know in her heart, you can know she said, Jesus can't do that. If I roll that stone away, he stinks. And Jesus just proved her wrong. If you, if you serve Jesus Christ on your feet, Jesus Christ is going to prove you wrong about so many things. You're going to embarrass yourself. You'd be a lot better to be like Mary and get down on your knees, get at the feet of Jesus, and let him teach you some things. Amen. And live in faith. I want to show you something very important about Mary. Verse 45, Then many of the Jews which came to Mary and had seen the things which Jesus did believed on him. <laughs> Notice it didn't say Martha. Many of the Jews which came to Mary. You know why they came to Mary? They followed Mary because she went to Jesus with a broken heart. You know, it never, said that, it, it never said that Martha was weeping. When Martha went out weeping, Martha went out to meet Jesus. Why didn't everybody follow Martha? Can I say that Martha was cold and hard and full of knowledge and she thought she knew everything. And Mary was simple and just simply loved Jesus Christ and gave her heart. And as Mary was weeping and brokenhearted, and she got up weeping and crying, they could have said, let's let Mary go, but they followed her because they loved Mary. If you will show people your heart that you have for Jesus Christ, people will follow Jesus Christ and start believing and get saved. Amen. We have churches full of people that don't follow Jesus Christ with their heart. Amen. They follow Him on their, on their feet. And they wonder why people don't believe them when they tell them about Jesus. Why don't people believe? Why don't people get saved? Because we have churches full of people that don't follow Jesus with their heart. It's ceremonial. It's just something you do. It's something we do. You think it's the truth, but you don't. You got to live it. You got to believe it in your heart. You got to stop having this head knowledge. And we can get in there as, Christian, as Christians. I can especially where I try to prove this and prove that and prove this with science and prove that. You can believe this and believe that and just, not, and just simply say... I believe Jesus Christ because of what he did in my heart. He lives in my heart. Amen. They came to Mary, not to Martha. Look at John 12, 1, and we're going to close here. John 12, 1. I need to hurry up and close. Then said Jesus... Then Jesus six days, excuse me, then, this is chapter 12, verse 1. Then Jesus six days before the Passover came to Bethany, where Lazarus was, which had been dead, whom he had raised from the dead. He comes back into the house. There they made him a supper. They made a supper for Jesus. And Martha served. There she is again. But Lazarus was one of them that sat at the table with him. There's Martha still serving on her feet. There she is. Where's Mary at? Verse 3. Then took Mary a pound of ointment of spikenard, very costly, and anointed the feet 
of Jesus. That's the third time we've seen Mary, and every single time you find her at the feet of Jesus. In the good times when she's learning, in the bad times when somebody's passed away, and now in the good times, the really good times, when her brother's resurrected. And anointed the feet of Jesus and wiped his feet with their hair, with her hair. And look what it says. And the house was filled with the odor of the ointment. Amen. Amen. Martha was on her feet serving Jesus Christ. Martha was. No results. Dead and lifeless. But when Mary decides to get at the feet of Jesus, and ladies, I can't even imagine doing this, taking her hair. And wiping the feet of Jesus. And putting the odor of ointment on there. It said the whole house started smelling like that. Amen. When Mary sat at the feet of Jesus, she get, was given all she had showing her love for Jesus Christ. Amen. A woman couldn't show any more love than that to get at some man's feet and wipe their feet with her hair. It was sweet to everyone around. When you sit at the feet of Jesus, it'll be sweet to everyone around when you show your love for Jesus Christ. Amen. Now what we learned, when you stay at the feet of Jesus, hearing His Word, brokenhearted and humble like Mary, giving all you have loving Jesus, if you can give all you have loving Jesus, you will have everything a Christian needs, you'll touch Jesus with your prayers, you'll lead many to Christ, and finally, you'll be a blessing to all those around you. Amen. You'll be a blessing to all those around you. And the house was filled with the odor of the ointment. Amen. Thank God for Mary, Amen. who simply just sat at the feet of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, I want to thank you. Thank you for these people, Lord, that love you, that came into your house, Father. Lord, I just pray your Holy Spirit will move among us, lead God and direct in us, Lord God. And Father, I pray if there's somebody underneath the sound of my voice that doesn't know for sure if they know Jesus Christ, maybe they've always trusted Him with their head, Lord, and never put their heart on Him. Maybe they don't know what it's like to sit at the feet of Jesus, Father. Lord, I pray, Lord, you speak to the heart right now. Lord, as we give this invitation, they'll come on down. And get saved, Lord God. Maybe there's somebody in here that's a Christian like Martha that's been serving him and they've been kind of bitter about serving him, Lord. They haven't been happy. They haven't been uh, having a good time as a Christian, Lord God. They don't have that joy and love and peace, Lord. I just pray, Father, you give them the grace to be able to get down at your feet and to simply stop and listen and learn and cry out to you in tears. Lord, thank you, Father, for humbleness. Thank you for the brokenhearted, Lord God. And Father, Lord, when you do take our loved ones, some of them have been took at a very young age, Lord God. Some of them have been took at the prime of their life, Father. Lord, I just I thank you, Lord, for the grace you give us to bear it until we get on to heaven and we find out what you had planned, Lord God. We trust you. We put all our trust in you, Lord, and we thank you for taking care of us. In Jesus Christ's holy name I pray. Amen. Hello, friends. This is Pastor Keegan Hall of Indian Gap Baptist Church of Indian Gap, Texas. If you'd like to contact us, you can do it at IndianGapBaptist.com. On the internet, it's IndianGapBaptist.com. But I have a question for you. If you died tonight, do you know if you'd go to heaven? You know, if you're not sure, let me show you a few verses out of the Bible so you can know if you have eternal life. The Bible says in 1 John chapter 5, verse 13, 
These things have I written unto you that believe on the name of the Son of God, that you may know that you have eternal life, and that you may believe on the name of the Son of God. So that verse tells us there that you can know you have eternal life. And I want to show you how you can know that. Jesus Christ talked in John chapter 3 verse 16. And most people have heard this verse. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. That's an amazing verse, of course, talking about how God gave Jesus Christ as a gift to the world. But Verse 17 and 18, he went on to say something interesting. For God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. So the whole reason Jesus Christ came into this world was to save you and to save me and you. But in verse 18, he says something that's amazing. He says that he that believeth on him is not condemned. He's stressing a faith. It's putting your faith into Jesus Christ. But he says there in verse 18, but he that believeth not is condemned already because he hath not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. So he says you're condemned already if you haven't believed in Jesus Christ. It's not like you're going to go to heaven and you're going to stand before God and you're going to have God put your good deeds on the scale and your bad deeds on, on the other side of the scale and he's going to weigh it and if you've been a good enough person down on this earth that he'll let you into heaven. It doesn't work that way. Jesus Christ is real explicit here to say that you're condemned already. You need a Savior right now. The same chapter down in verse 36, it says, He that believeth on the Son hath everlasting life. It goes back to a believe, putting your faith in Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. But the verse continues, And he that believeth not the Son shall not see life, but the wrath of God abideth on him. See, it's going on right now. You need a Savior right now. You need to be saved from a devil's hell. Paul sums it up real good here in Romans chapter 10, verse 9. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. It's putting your faith in Jesus Christ from the heart. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness. And then with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. It's very important to confess Jesus Christ because the mouth shows where the heart's at. And in verse 13, he sums it up, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. So friends, as simple as just bowing your head and saying a prayer, something like this. Lord, I know I'm a sinner. I know you died on the cross for my sins. I believe you can came up from the grave and are alive right now listening to me. I invite you into my heart to save me. Please save me, Lord Jesus. Amen. If you prayed something similar to that, we'd love to hear from you. You can contact us at IndianGapBaptist.com. And God bless you, and until next time. Casting all your care upon him.